what is good, everybody. Jersey Judah. Small. Maybe brief. This may have some meat to it, but it's just a thought. More importantly than a topic is a thought, in my opinion. Ever since November the 3rd, and I want to give a shout out to the Red Pill community. I want to give a shout out to the free agents out there. Shout out to Coach Greg Adams. Shout out to Thinking Man's Templar. Shout out to Black Ram 313. Shout out to those involved in the Red Pill. Shout out those to uh, shout out to those who are involved with the Big Town community. Shout out to those who are involved with the Ibmore movement. But ever since November 3rd, and as you know, I'm jumping right into this shit. Ever since November 3rd, I've noticed things and controversy go away in certain aspects. So remember, we're dealing with this past election that was mostly based on the idea of racism along with the um, damage control of COVID-19. So it's a combination of these two things that sparked this election month or this election week for that matter and what was going on during these times were a lot of shootings being broadcasted a lot of uh, police brutality were being broadcasted racism the idea of racism being broadcasted and the focus being put on the current president the fault being put on the current president as if this president is contacting the police officers and telling them round up and beat up a couple blacks shoot a couple black people it isn't happening but that was the narrative that was promoted through mainstream media the ultimate distraction the ultimate chamber of disinformation and misinformation And a lot of the people who were just spoon-fed lies throughout their lives, they just simply ate it up. And they became hungrier with this injustice and the social justice warriors rallied up, gave their their war speeches about banning people and about uh, shadow banning people off of social media and blacklisting people who are in entertainment who have different opinions from them but after November 3rd all of these problems seem to disappear and I find it very interesting that when the mainstream media projected Joe Biden as the winner I'm just going to use that term they projected Joe Biden as a winner so therefore he is a winner right Trump is the loser so Trump is on his way out although he has his little tactics and his techniques this isn't necessarily going to be political but I'm using this as an example but after election day the racism somehow disappeared for mainstream media of course the idea of blacks being so oppressed just magically disappeared after November 3rd. The Black Lives Matter flags that I've talked about for months may not be on this podcast, may be on my other videos. These flags all of a sudden got put away. And I asked the question simply of what happened to the riots? What happened to this battle 
with injustice. And that's another indication of we are all being manipulated. We are all being brainwashed and programmed to our own devices by our masters, by those gatekeepers, by those celebrities with high level name and high level value of possessions that most people will blindly follow. Nothing has necessarily changed except the portrayed the portrayed leader of the country. That's the only thing that's changed. And you won't really see much of a difference between now and January, but 2021 is going to be an interesting year. For people who were talking about how depressing 2020 was, strap in. You know, you know, uh, 2021 is saying, "Hey, hold my beer. Look what else I'm going to have cooked up for y'all." And the only thing that you can really do is stay on your purpose. Understand what's going on around you. Don't pretend that nothing is happening. Don't just go along with everything and just say that things will get better. There's a possibility that a lot of these things that are happening, transpiring, are going to get worse. There's speculations now with the vaccination for COVID-19. Me, myself, I'm not taking it. I don't want people to judge me in the same way that I won't judge those. So I don't care if a person who believes in the vaccination, who believes in vaccines, call me crazy because I think that they're crazy. I think that they are the ones who are brainwashed and manipulated and mainstream media comes out of left field to prove that. Why am I saying this? I spoke about this briefly that Dr. Anthony Fauci had a... I guess a Zoom conference slash interview, you know, because of everything going on, everything now was being portrayed on web cameras and Zoom and, you know, more streaming devices rather than having men inside of a studio. But here he is. I believe it was a Zoom conversation. It could be some other technological name or corporation or company that they're using this means of live streaming on. He has two African-American males. One, I believe, was a doctor in Harvard. Because, you know, they have to get the prominent black. They have to get the black guy who is loved in one aspect but hated in many. The only aspect that these educated blacks are loved on is simply their belief of education. So Anthony Fauci has this conversation with these two prominent blacks and they're talking about getting vaccinated. And Anthony Fauci throws out the great narrative that blacks need to get vaccinated first because they have the higher risk of getting COVID-19. Now, what evidence does this man have? Nothing. What proof or what can we really go by with this man and his reputation so far? Absolutely nothing. In fact, if we're talking about a prominent doctor, Anthony Fauci has been pretty faulty with a lot of his information and the things he put out there. You have to remember that this was a guy who I believe at the end of March or the beginning of April, could be May for that matter, 
she's talking about how masks are generally not effective when it comes to blocking the virus. All of a sudden, these masks become mandatory. Now, these masks were mandatory, I believe, in March. The guidelines with the CDC kicked into effect and people were mandated to wear masks in buildings. Parks were closed, so on and so forth. But all of a sudden, when Fauci pointed out the fact that these masks weren't effective, well, naturally, you had people who didn't wear masks. Well, this doctor who's supposed to be a professional that everybody's supposed to listen to, that everybody is supposed to follow is telling you that the masks that you wear are really just self-secured. It's self it's like a self-security thing. It's like a gesture that the powers that be see that you are willing to cooperate and listen to their bullshit. Essentially. And blacks, even though the stereotypical uh, outlook of the black person is he's always breaking the rules, he's a criminal, he's this and that, all the stereotypes. These were the first group of people to be around the town wearing masks. They fell for the narrative the same way that the white man falls for the narrative, the same way that the Hispanics fell for the narrative and the Asians. But here we have this interview where these two prominent black men are pretty much telling everybody that, hey, we should trust Anthony Fauci. We have a lot of support in Anthony Fauci. Listen to what he says. Get vaccinated. And you would be surprised to know who would be the ones to take the vaccine and who would be the ones not to. So from the outside looking in, you may think, all right, the older generation are going to get the vaccination. They know it. They, we have this like belief that the older generation doesn't necessarily know what's going on. So they'll be the first ones fooled to get vaccinated, which is, it, it could be possible, yes. But I believe that the younger generation, Generation Z, even a lot of the millennials as myself, not including myself, but people within my um, appearance or caliber, race, however the fuck you want to put it, we'll be the ones to get the vaccine. We'll be told, and like I said, I don't give a shit about the vaccination whatsoever to begin with, but we'll be told that because of the orange man being out, the vaccines are safer now. Because Biden's in, the vaccines are safer. Forget about Operation Warp Speed, which was the way that these vaccinations were created so quickly under the Trump administration, which by the way, I still am not going to take the vaccine. I'm just going to throw that out there. I'm not a super right-wing guy. I just happen to have more uh, right-wing views and values. But at the end of the day, the vaccine ain't shit to me. I know it's just another way of... I would like to say it's like a survey that the powers that be have. They want to see how many people will blindly follow them. They want to see how many people are going to take the vaccination without really any questioning. Now, there'll be people that are interested in possibly taking the vaccine because they have been manipulated and gaslighted by mainstream media. So mainstream media is generally the focus of this topic, but 
it's also the idea that these are the ones that control the events. They're the ones that control the shootings. By them speaking on it, they control it. So, for example, let's just say that there was a school shooting going on. But the school shooting doesn't really fit to their agenda or narrative. They'll simply not talk about it. You'll find the independent media, you'll find um, alternative media talk about it and bring up the subject. But we always know that school shootings will always be um, a topic within mainstream media because it, it centers down to the Second Amendment. It centers down to that ability to bring in this idea that guns are killing people. We need to get rid of guns. So they'll always put that into the table, but let's go to something a little bit deeper. Well, let's just say a white guy gets choked out by a, by a cop, a white cop, right? There's not going to be much outrage to it because the mainstream media needs gaslighting. They need to add race. They need to add religion. They need to add nationality to get the people wild up. And if you can get the mass... if if mainstream media can get the mass population wild up, then who's really in control? We as free-thinking individuals, we have control within our means, but what about everything else around us? You know, the red pill simply exposes all of the troops around you. It is only up to you to observe those. Don't ignore it. Yeah, you know, a lot of this information may be a pill that's too hard to swallow, but you're going to just need more water to digest the realities that's around us. So, November 3rd, election week took place. Biden was um, proposed as the winner. The media automatically forgets about COVID-19 during this election. COVID-19 was not even a discussion with the actual election week. It was just the election. Who's going to win? Can the orange man be defeated? We believe the orange man's defeated. Okay, Biden wins. They'll go right back to COVID-19. So the racism... And, you know, these statues being taken down and these statues being vandalized. All of these things are out the window. So they're not speaking on that, on that anymore. It's about the pandemic. So let's get back to the pandemic. Let's get back to vaccination. Let's get back to fear tactics. Let's get back to gaslighting the masses because we already have our approved leader. You have to understand something. And when you talk about politics, this is something easy to understand and digest. Whether you are a traditional conservative or just a far left liberal, right? We can both come to an agreement that, number one, Trump was not established. Granted, he was elected, but he was not an established politician. So right off the bat, he's going to have enemies. A lot of these enemies were rhino Republicans. A lot of these rhino Republicans joined forces with certain Democrats to try to get this man out of office. During that time, they've added on 
Um, they've added on events that involved racism, events that involved police brutality, events involving um, the loss of jobs, even though this current president was the one to boost up the economy. They won't give him credit for that. Right? And because of that, he wasn't meant to be president, which is the reason why a lot of people actually got behind him because he wasn't a traditional president. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people dislike that. The fact that he wasn't uh, presidential. But people at the same time are still able to admire the fact that, number one, he spoke his mind. One of those men who reach a level of position who actually speaks his mind. There's a lot of men who can look up to that. They may not look up to Trump, but what Trump represented as a president, a lot of American males looked up to that. Like, wow, there is still a possibility of some form of masculinity in higher places. Because we all see what's going on now. A lot of males are being feminized. And the women, they are happy to promote men wearing dresses. They are happy to promote men who are men who become trans. They're happy with beta males who essentially don't necessarily have a chance with them, but they'll pedestalize betas to try to get back at the alphas. A lot of these women are the ones who were used and abused by alphas. They weren't seen as relationship material. They were seen as sex material. They were seen as sexual objects. So even these type of women get their their chance now because of somebody like Kamala Harris, the first female vice president. It's a celebration. So it took me a while to really look back because when I seen a lot of these communities celebrate Biden winning, I was very confused, especially a lot of black communities. I mean, granted, this was the man who was the vice president of the first black president. So I could see the black community rallying, rallying up because of that. But then I said, well, damn, well, straight cookouts and fireworks and shit. Like I was confused, but then I thought about it with the female, specifically black and women of color. The idea of Kamala Harris being the vice president was the icing on the cake. Because you're going to see more feminism and not just standard feminism. You know what I'm saying? I have to remind people that when I talk about feminism, I'm talking about this new wave feminism. And this new wave of feminism is about dominance. So by them seeing Kamala Harris as vice president, they believe that they are now the bosses. The same idea when Barack Obama ran for president and won 2008. A lot of black people did not see that as a possibility, let alone a actual opportunity to witness the first black president. And because he won, blacks simply got overwhelmed. They believed that it was now our time as black people to become prosperous. And we would have things handed to us because of this black president. And it did not go down that way. 
it did not go down that way. There's a lot of people that say that, and hey, this could be fair in both ways, that Obama divided more people than Trump. If we're going to go into statistics, Obama deported more Mexican immigrants than Trump. The cages that the that Michelle Obama had blamed Trump for putting these illegals in were actually made under the Clinton and Obama administration. I'm not really sure about Bush's involvement in it, but I'm sure he may have his hand in the car too because he's a Republican but he's still a part of that establishment. Or a lot of people will call it the swamp, right? I don't use that term a lot because I feel that it's played out. It's almost like fake news. When the fake news media begins to call other people fake news, then it's it's almost comical. It's almost comical. Because here are the people who construct the manipulation of most people in our country today. I mean, these are these news anchors and these people in these positions, these are the ones who control our thoughts in a lot of ways, control our fears. With Corona-19, this is the best example. And another good example that I can use and another example that comes to mind would be September 11th, the World Trade Center. With 9-11, with the attacks on the World Trade Center, a lot of people don't remember this. I remember this even though I was in the seventh grade when 9-11-2001 occurred. I remember a chart. A lot of other people can attest to this. They remember this fear chart. It was literally a fear chart. And it had green for safe, right? It had yellow for, you know, moderate, all right? Things are getting a little better. They had orange for caution, of course, which orange and yellow, depending on how you look at the colors, was caution. And then red was high alert. And every time the news came on, here goes the chart. And uh uh-oh, we're on high alert. And when it's on high alert, the news anchors instilled fear. They talked, which was like a psychological technique that I can't even explain like these people are evil manipulative scumbags in high places black, white, Hispanic the color doesn't matter it's about class and establishments so the upper echelons they knew what the fuck was really happening they didn't want us to know what was really happening because if we knew that 9-11 was an inside job we would look into our own country and our own government and be asking questions they didn't want that just like with this COVID-19 they know a good portion of the virus depending on a person's health age there's there's over a 90% survival rate for COVID-19 but they don't want you knowing that because they want you to be in fear they want you to anticipate the vaccine And it just goes to show you that it doesn't matter how old these people are, how educated these people think they are, they're really blind and ignorant to what's really happening. They're still in that matrix. They're still in 
that matrix. They haven't really opened their eyes yet. It's like Neo, when he's being unplugged and he's saying his eyes hurt. And he's telling Morpheus, my eyes are hurt, my eyes hurt. And Morpheus says, it hurts because it's the first time you're actually using them. It's the first time you're really waking up and you're really understanding, wow, we've been lied to, we've been manipulated. A lot of these wars that's been going on is over financial gain. It has little to do with threats. And this is just my personal opinion. It has very little to do with the threat of fear. It's about control. They'll use fear to control you because that's one of the only ways that they can do it. So with everything going on, the next thing people may anticipate is another war. And of course, it's another war with China or it can be a cooked up war with Russia. What I mean by cooked up is there's people with higher powers that have an agenda. War is very profitable. I want people to understand what I'm what I'm saying right now. War is very profitable for the people who orchestrated the false flag attacks, planning this, orchestrating that. It's very it's very powerful for the people who sit on the top. We're not talking about military. You know, I have respect for the military, but at the same time, they're just the higher echelons or the upper echelons of pawns that are being used to construct war and destruction. The people who sit at these tables, let me explain it like this. The people who sit at these tables, these round tables, right? These hidden faces, these hidden people that you may see every day, but you have no idea of their power. These people have the ultimate advantage because instead of money, they have people. People become the currency. Social security becomes the currency. Birth certificates become the currency. Driver's license and IDs become the currency because they own you. The state owns you. The country owns you. And this is the reason why a lot of black men will tell you that this country is in fact a corporation. And the more I think about this, the more that I agree. This country is simply a corporation. We, we at one point, the past four years, had our own version or our own uh, variation of freedom independency. Or freedom and independency. Because the trade... For the first time in a long time, maybe even a century, who the fuck knows? I don't know this in particular, but I can say that the trade market was strictly independent. Things became more made in America instead of made in China. And so what happened was the corporation started to care about its own people. And the people with high positions in Congress, people in high positions in the politics world or the political scene, they're like, no, we can't have this. We can't have a country without chaos. So this is where mainstream media comes in. This black woman was shot by the police. 
this black man was choked out by the police. This riot is going on in this black community. They're rioting, they're rioting in this black community. We have to stand up. We have to do something. This was all sort of mantras that the mainstream media threw out there because they knew that there were people who were weak-minded enough to just follow the narrative. I don't know how many times I have to stress this, but I do so to make a point. There's not a lot of people with real free thought. It is almost a misconception because our thoughts come from our television, from our favorite news channel, from our favorite YouTuber in a lot of cases. And this isn't necessarily bad. This wouldn't be necessarily nefarious or be evil if the intent was just neutral. Imagine watching the news and just getting everything for what it is. No sugarcoating, no BS. Just the truth. What's really happening in the country. A lot of people would not be able to process it. It would simply be too much information to talk about what's going on in China and how the social credit scores with artificial intelligence, with all these cameras and scanners that are able to do facial recognition. This shit seems like a sci-fi to most people. Most people wouldn't believe it because they've seen it in movies and television for the past 20 years. If you look at media, and like I said, this is just a thought You know, my topics may go here, go there, but it still stays on point. If you look at the movies that came out past 20 years, maybe 15 to be exact, if you're getting into the technological aspect of the future, we've been pretty much told what was happening, but the fact that this shit was on movies and it was on television shows, we just took it as fiction science fiction, oh, it's just a movie, it's just a television show, to a point where when artificial intelligence are being created, fucking robots that can function with pretty much its own mind and capabilities being created, social credit scores within China, within communist China, that monitors people, it's no longer a game. It's no longer a fucking joke. It's no longer a movie. It's real life. But there's people who are still infatuated with just writing it off as just saying, oh, that's propaganda, that's BS. But these are the people who are affected by mainstream media's propaganda on a daily and nightly basis. It's comical, I have to say. I believe that 2021 will be a year that things will begin to reveal itself. Corruption within politics will be more known. It won't be just something that people can sweep under the rug anymore. This goes beyond Hunter Biden's laptop. This goes beyond the corruption of the Biden family. This goes beyond the corruption of the Obama administration. This goes beyond any president that has been established because it will just be out in the open. And there'll still be a group of people who will write it off and say, this is bullshit. This isn't really happening. The reality of it is, it's happening. You can 
turn the other cheek as much as you want, but that reality and that truth is going to slap you. And it may knock you off your feet. And yeah, you'll get up. You'll come to terms. But it may be a longer process than others, especially those within the red pill community. You know, it's no longer... It's no longer a game. You see, the landscape of the election was a joke in a lot of ways. You've seen, um, you've seen a lot of the debates. They were funny. They weren't really constructive. There wasn't really professionalism on either side, whether you're Biden or Trump, let's be honest. But it was also... A revelation to where now the warfare that the media that I believe that the media wants they want the race war but the problem was there were too many black conservatives to throw in that narrative so it was easier for them to get black liberals to get blacks on the left to point out the quote unquote coonery on the right oh look at these blacks they support Trump they gotta be coons Look at this black with a MAGA hat. He has to be a coon. He has to be a sellout. But it didn't work. And what ended up happening was, just like with the white race, they just attack one another. So the conservatives within black communities were almost shunned or they just disappeared, went underground. They didn't really speak on politics much because they knew majority of the black population would not agree with them. And they would not accept that they have a different opinion when it comes to political views. The white people are in the same category, except there are no real sellouts within the white community, which is something I find to be quite hilarious. A white person never usually gets called a sellout. Unless you're talking like esoteric, spiritual, oh, he sold his soul, he's a sellout, Illuminati talk type shit, secret society talk, pretty much. So the whites, their controversy and their um, altercations and their confrontations were televised. You've seen Antifa and you've seen Proud Boys pretty much beat the shit out of each other. And that was another revelation like that. So I believe the powers that be are like, damn, we can't promote a race war because whites are beating the shit out of whites politically. Blacks are harassing and fighting other blacks politically, socially, economically, spiritually, within that essence. So what can we do? Well, we'll use politics. Politics can rip two groups of people apart easily. You got one person on the right, for example, who doesn't believe in abortion. Then you got the people on the left who believe in abortion and say, my body, my choice, it's a woman's decision. Easy conflict. Just that topic alone can divide people easily. So I believe that they got privy to the idea that politics divide people more than race, especially in this day and age. I I can't tell you, like, this is going to be hard to explain. So I can't honestly tell you who's more racist. Because everybody in this country is sort of in a melting pot. If you go into a lot of inner city neighborhoods, you're not just going to find blacks. You're 
You're going to find black people. You're going to find white people. You're going to find Hispanic people. So I don't really see this great divide of race. Like it would have to be through mainstream media. It can't be something geographic. Unless you go to places like Cali, for example. Unless you go to areas in California where the Hispanic population is is doubling in a lot of cases the blacks. And it was it wouldn't just be race, but you have more violent, you have more Hispanic gangs going after and killing black gangs and vice versa. And so that can be a divide, but that's nothing national. That's geographically speaking. So politics works. And the reason why I mentioned these riots and all these things was it's simple. It's a chess move. It's something that they strategized. It's something that they simply strategized. You ask yourself, well, who's George Floyd? And I'm not saying this to be disrespectful. But who's George Floyd? Why is this particular black person being televised, murdered by a police officer, when by the narrative of most black people, that shit happens all the time? Granted, it happens more with white people, but that doesn't fit the narrative. White people are shot, assaulted, and fucked up more by police officers than blacks. Now, there can be arguments to this. Well, of course. Well, white people are the most populated in the country. Good point. But if the narrative didn't fit the subject of racism, or if it wasn't as effective, why don't they show you white people getting choked out, being treated poorly by the police officers? See what I mean? This is an easy topic to discuss because I don't need notes. I see this shit happening around me. Um, I'm always a person that says, when it comes to racism, I don't follow and I don't fit the narrative to promote it or necessarily be against it. I'm going to tell you why. As a black conservative man, right? As a red pill black conservative man, I have more disadvantages by the people who look like me than advantages I will be quick to be judged and be hated upon because of my opinions and the things that I talk about with most people who are in my predicament we've learned that if we're not accepted by the people around us then maybe we should go to other circles or other people and come to an understanding with them which honestly was the easier route for me I didn't strive, I don't strive to be a black leader. I don't strive to be a leader at all. Um, I am black, but I don't feel, and I don't feel the need to tell people that all the time. Oh, this is the black red pill. Listen, this is red pill knowledge. This is a red pill podcast. I am a black man, but more importantly, I'm a red pill man. Okay, just like if and see this, this is what gets me because like I wanted to do this topic, even though I'm still working on the manosphere, um, 
the Manosphere episode, which I plan on making at three parts, but with how things are going, that most likely will not be shared, and that will most likely uh, will not be heard until the next day. So, when you're going against the grain, right, something I always bring up, when you're going against the grain, there's only going to be a small percentage of people who understand what you're trying to achieve. You may not even have to explain it vocally, but then people will pick up and go, all right, I see what he's doing. You know, if you're just going along with the narrative, it's easy. People know, oh, okay, you're wearing a mask everywhere. You're going along with the fear tactics. All right, I know what type of person you are. When you see people who think for themselves and who have an outspoken, misunderstood narrative to what they talk about, these are the people who are quick for judgment. These people will be judged the fastest. They're not going to have much say so because in a lot of cases they feel that by doing that they'll lose credibility they'll be criticized ostracized excommunicated from their race or communities within race and so a lot of people stay in line they do as they're told They don't want to rock the boat. They don't want to go against the grain. They just want to go along to get along. And you know, I can judge these people the same way that they judge me, but that really wouldn't solve much. It would just be back and forth. But what I will say is these people who are just doing as they're told, they're going to reap those consequences. If you're just going to follow a dummy or if you're just going to follow a person who doesn't have their own opinions, there's a good chance that you yourself won't have your own opinions either. And then more importantly, if you have your own opinions, you're not going to be valued. You're not going to be looked at as anything other than somebody who's a part of drama, somebody who's a part of negativity. Like I said, it's a it's a weird position to be in because granted, you think for yourself. You research your own topics. You create your own you create your own discussions. You construct your own conversation. But who will listen? Who will give that point of view a chance? Very little. This is why when I jumped on and I jumped back into the podcast and thing, I wanted to do what I wanted to do. I wanted to talk about the issues that I felt necessary to talk about, whether majority of the people like it or not, because to be truthful, it would be nice to have a strong following of males and people in general who can at least see the reasoning and what I'm talking about. The problem is it's not fashion. The problem is it's not hip hop. The problem is it's not the same bullshit narrative that people are used to hearing. It's not in the same variation that people are used to hearing. And I pride myself in it. I don't want to be 
one of the guys. Like, I, I don't want to be one of the guys. I want to be in my own lane. I want to pave my own road, and I want to ride it out solo. And if I come across people who are trying to get similar things accomplished, who have their own views and their own things that they want to talk about, I will easily and openly network. That's not an issue. But these topics and these discussions aren't for everybody. So I don't pretend to be that one of the guys. Like This is a different avenue for me. But it's the same avenue that I've been on for years. I just became more serious about my discussion and my thoughts like this particular episode. This is simply a thought. All of the riots, all of the fear-mongering about racism and injustice disappears. Nobody's speaking on this anymore. And I think they really wanted to vilify and they were able to do it very successfully. By the means of brainwashing, manipulation, mainstream media, they were able to paint Trump as the white supremacist. They were able to paint Trump as this negative entity within this country that they needed to get rid of. And they replaced him with none other than Joe fucking Biden. And Joe Biden is the guy to end racism. He is the guy to bring up social justice. He is the guy, along with Kamala Harris, to uplift women. And the conservative men with conservative values and these content creators of conservative views, they are slowly but surely being banned, slowly but surely disappearing, getting their accounts destroyed, getting their Twitter accounts suspended for speaking their own views. And this is what everybody wants. So sit back and enjoy. 2021 is going to be a very chaotic, crazy, controversial year. Now, I'm not fucking Nostradamus. But this is just my opinion. I think that this shit is going to be interesting. I think a lot of people who are yelling orange man bad are going to soon regret their decision. That's just my opinion. I support Trump to an extent. Trump is not my savior. It's a big difference between me and a lot of these other black conservatives who have a name and these other um, conservatives in general. Because just like Obama, and this is the weird connection with Trump and Obama. Without Obama, there wouldn't be a Trump. Without Obama's presidency, without his um, administration, there wouldn't be a Trump administration. And just like how blacks looked at Obama as the next messiah and savior of this country and world, as we know, there's a lot of crazy, kooky-ass white folks who look at Trump as this Jesus-like character as well. I'm just speaking on a humanly... This is a humanly observation of Trump, of Biden, of Obama, of politics, of the world, of the chaos that we currently live in. But remember, at the end of the day, this is just a thought. Jersey Judah, 
This has been the Red Pill Party Podcast. A little bonus while I'm still working on researching and providing content for the Manosphere episode. But in the meantime and in between time, I'm signing out. I got a little less than an hour left of this job. Can't wait to go home, get something to eat, and just prepare myself for the next day, the next shift. But I'm out. Peace. Thank you.